0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always great to have a young correspondent, a great journalist from uh, campusreform.org out there on campuses, making sure that we know what's really going on. And many of these campuses are funded by us. We should know what's going on. Uh, This time it's Blake Boudreaux. Blake, how are you? Good to see you. Doing so good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. I appreciate you asking. All right, University of Virginia, uh, and you're studying?
1: Politics.
0: Nice. Now, is there just a a course of study that's, I'm going to be a major and get my degree in politics?
1: There is. It has uh, two kind of subgroups. We've got government and foreign relations, okay. but uh, that's what it is. Now, are you part of any conservative organizations on the campus? Yes, sir. I'm part of uh, the Burke Society, which is a conservative debating group, and then college Republicans. Are you welcomed on campus? University of something, generally
0: speaking, is very liberal. Do they give you a hard time?
1: A little bit. We, uh, we're lucky because we have a great free speech president who uh, really stands up for free speech. But the culture certainly is hard left and does not tolerate conservative
0: or Christian opinions. I've been your agent a long time, Blake. So you're walking around campus. What is the general conversation? I you guys talking about music, are you talking about, you know, who likes what girl, what guy, or are you guys talking politics? Is it like, let's go. The midterm is here. Let's argue.
1: It's a little bit of everything with uh, different people. But one thing that I think we see now is... Everybody assumes that everybody else is liberal and following along the same exact opinions. Interesting. So if you're just talking in a, a normal class, people will assume you're a liberal and assume everybody's thinking the same way.
0: So the assumption that you're liberal is that they'll, they'll talk about very liberal ideology around you. Do you ever jump in and say something like, well, hold on a second. Did you guys think about the other side or do you just sort of
1: listen? Uh, it depends on the situation. I'll give you one example. Yeah. I was at a another debating society called the Washington Society, and they were holding a debate on uh, – it was on universal pre-K. Should we have it or not? And at the end, they did a poll of, what do you think? And there were 63 people in the audience, and the vote was 62 to 1. And I was the one person that said, I don't think universal pre-K is a great idea. <laughs> and people were shocked. People were saying, how could you think that? But, uh, yeah, that's what the atmosphere is. It, that's crazy. You were the one lone. Well, well, thank God you have you have a
0: backbone and you stood up to him. I think that's pretty cool. Did did a a debate or a conversation ensue, or they just thought, well, he's just radical. He's just nuts. Uh, they, they thought I was just radical. <laughs> <laughs> it's Blake Boudreaux. He goes to the University of Virginia. He's a correspondent from campusreform.org. Um, with the midterm coming up, is there sort of midterm gather? Let's talk about what's going to happen because a lot of people on campus are voting for the first time, I would assume. So um, are, are they really, really engaged in this or is it all straight down the line? I'm a liberal, so I'm going to vote this way. I'm a conservative, I'm going to vote that
1: way. Or are you guys mixing it up? Uh, a little bit of everything. But like you said, uh, people are voting for the first time. It's kind of an exciting experience. Last time I got to vote, uh, or last year I should say, I got to vote for the first every time for Glenn Youngkin, who I was proud to support. And we have uh, here and there different uh, debates between who, who should be the candidates. Yeah. And we have faculty put on some stuff, but it's mostly a get-out-the-vote effort because they know the University of Virginia will uh, drive liberal numbers up.
0: Well, very, very interesting story with Yunkin. I mean, it all turned on education, didn't it? When, uh, when Terry McAuliffe said, you know, uh, I don't think parents should really have a say. We'll, we'll teach their kids what we want. Yunkin was able to really come in and hone in on that. Is the sentiment the same in the state, do you think, as we go into this election, this midterm? Is the sentiment still, listen, we want to have a say in our kids' education. The economy sucks. So we have to vote. Or is abortion a really big
1: thing? Well, I think it's the, I think it's the former. We see education still a big deal. Uh Youngkin has done a good job so far, and we see what the Biden economy looks like, and we don't want it. I'm from Yorktown, Virginia. Uh, I used to be Virginia, too. We just got gerrymandered out of it. But that's one of the closest races uh, in the country right now between Elaine Luria and Jim Kiggins. And it's looking like it's going to go red just because uh, people have seen what Democrat governance looks like, and they don't want it.
0: If people go and vote and they vote their pocketbooks and they go and vote their jobs, they go and vote the inflation, they go and vote gas prices, it's going to be a red wave. But people really do have to go and vote. I don't want to – I can't stress this any any stronger. You have to go and vote. Don't assume anything. It could be as many as 20 seats. It could be as many as 50 seats. It really depends on uh, who goes and votes and who really understands that their vote counts. It's Blake Boudreaux. He's from campusreform.org. Let's get into these stories. Faculty, staff, try to change schools' fight song – Yay, Alabama. Why do they want to change
1: it? What's going on here? Well, there's an initiative down there. The University of Alabama, which you would assume would be a uh, conservative stronghold. Yes. But they say that the University Fight Fight Song is racist because it has the word Dixie in it. And therefore, they've got to cancel it. And this is something that we see. uh, We've seen this trend for a while now. Campus reform has been reporting since even 2014. Utah wanted to change their fight song because it had the word Utah man in it, which is sexist, of course. <laughs> and around your neck of the woods, down UT, they wanted to take away uh, the eyes of Texas, To which I say, good luck in Texas. But.
0: Well, uh, U- UT Austin is so liberal. It's so strange. It's like they pop Portland in the middle of Texas. It's very, very odd. But the problem is that they say the word Dixie. Now, Dixie, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think Dixie is a nickname for the Mason-Dixon line. Maybe it's not. But Dixie doesn't necessarily mean to me, let's be racist, let's have slaves, let's go back to pre-Civil War. Uh, Dixie is more of a geographical demarcation.
1: Their argument is literally that it's racist? That's what they say. And I grew up uh, just realizing, well, I would say knowing that Dixie is just a synonym for the South. But what we see here is that the left will call everything racist, And it just goes towards their end goal. They want to cancel history and tradition. I guess so. uh, Even with Kaepernick kneeling for the national anthem and Joe Biden right now calling, uh, cheering, I should say, for the removal of Confederate statues and even non-Confederate statues.
0: Yeah, Joe Biden, by the way, one of the most racist presidents we've ever had. And it's documentable. I mean, it's, it's, you go look, any, anything that he said in the past 40 or 50 years can have a racist connotation, and he somehow is the savior of, of people on, on the sense of equality. Not the case. It is uh, Blake Boudreaux. He's from University of Virginia, also campusreform.org. Go to that website every day like I do. Clinton Newsom push abortion advertisement, falsely portraying pro-life student.
1: I've not seen this ad. What are they doing? So there's a big push in California right now. They have a proposition that's radically pro-abortion coming up on the ballot this coming election. And they were running an ad that featured a student named Macy Petty. She's a girl from Lee University in Tennessee, pro-life, conservative. And she was at the Supreme Court uh, when Roe was overturned. She collapsed to the ground. She was crying tears of joy. She said it was a miracle. And these California Democrats took that footage and painted her as a pro-abortion supporter who was devastated by the rules. Stop ruling. it. And uh, this was pushed, this lie, this falsehood was pushed by Clinton, by wow. Gavin Newsom. Highest levels of Democrats here. And they couldn't find a pro-abortion woman to use in their emotional manipulation, so they used a pro-life girl. And, and I'm, I'm assuming the girl saw it and had a fit. That's right. And she, uh, she asked Clinton and Newsom to take
0: it down, and they haven't. It. It's still up? Pretending that she was upset about the the overturning
1: when she was overjoyed? Even the California Democrats took down the ad. But uh, as of this morning, Clinton and Newsom still have it promoted on their Twitter.
0: Oh, that's sick. All right, so I want everybody watching and listening to understand, if you see this ad of a student or a young woman uh, collapsing because of the Roe v. Wade overturn, understand that they're misrepresenting it. She actually is overjoyed. Is her name in the story? Because I'm going to try to get her on the show.
1: I think that's pretty interesting. Macy Petty is her name. Macy Petty. Goes to Lee University in Tennessee. But we will, what we see here... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, what we see is this does not exist in a vacuum. These emotional uh, attacks that the left uses, this rhetoric, these tactics, they have real-life consequences. This spring here at UVA, we had a pro-life mural vandalized uh, with vulgarities that I can't say on air. Yeah. And we have seen in the past couple of weeks down the road at William & Mary Campus Reformers reporting the pro-life students there were attacked with urine so these these emotional uh attacks this rhetoric it
0: leads to real-life violence but blake don't they understand that it's not helping nobody but nobody is going to say man i was pro-life but after they threw the urine on me i decided to be pro pro-abortion I mean, it's not going to work w- what is the goal here uh, to warn you that if you dare show that you're for the birth of babies that will throw urine on you what do you think their goal is nobody's changing their
1: opinion on this well, that's exactly what it is. If they were, they were rational, then they would be conservatives, I think. But that's they true. are using, they're using intimidation tactics. They have uh, what they feel is the majority and what is the majority on campuses, and they plan to use it to enforce their worldview on everybody else. Yeah,
0: throwing urine on people and, and vandalism, those are against the law. Is anybody being prosecuted?
1: Luckily, they recorded it down in William & Mary. And the law has been taking action there. Good. So hopefully we'll have a good ending to that story. Blake Boudreaux, he's from campusreform.org,
0: goes to school at uh, University of Virginia. We appreciate the time. Supreme Court, to hear oral arguments regarding
1: affirmative action. We've been following this one very closely. Where are we with this? So this is the eighth year of this legal battle. Monday, finally we heard uh, arguments, or I should say the court did. And hopefully it will end in a decision that bans race-based affirmative action In college admissions, this is something that is very important. I remember even two years ago when I was applying to colleges, I could look online and see uh, for the scores in the state of Virginia. White people have to get 200 points higher on their SAT, 200 points than their black classmates to be admitted to UVA on average. And this helps nobody. It sets, uh, sets up black people for failure and It uh, doesn't let white people into the schools they're qualified to and doesn't say anything about uh, Asian-Americans who are even more mistreated.
0: I mean, it's racist in many ways, isn't it? It's racist against white people that you've got to score higher to even get into the same school. It's racist against black people saying, we don't think you can do as well as the whites. So we're going to let you in easier. I mean, like you said, it's going to harm them once they get out of school because they're not getting the same, the same level of education. We just let you in because of your skin tone or your ancestry. And we know that the Ivy League schools are all racist against Asians because, God forbid, an Asian has a really, a really good score and somehow they're overrepresented. At what point in, in society did we forget about equal opportunity and start counting faces and shades of skin?
1: Well, we are a long way from MLK's dream, I would say where we're judging people on the content of their character. But I think the issue here is these colleges see the highest priority as diversity and they are willing to let practicality and fairness and judgment and reasonability go by the wayside to improve their diversity. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm I think gonna, that that's just. I'm
0: going to let you in on something, Blake. The problem here is that the schools in the predominantly black or Hispanic or whatever neighborhoods are not performing well. And instead of saying public schools need to raise their game or we should give school choice to people who are underprivileged so that they could do better in college, we're just lowering the scores. We're lowering the bar saying you don't have to be as good as the white guy. That to me is nuts. Or the white guy, you don't have to be as good as the Asian guy. That doesn't make any sense. We're literally telling people, don't try harder. We're literally, literally telling people, I know that we really gave you a sucky education, but don't worry about it. We're going to let you into that school anyway because you're black. I mean, black people and, and Hispanic people and Asian people are not stupid. They must know that they're being pandered to, yes? They have to.
1: I think so. But it's uh, these Democrats, they control a lot of the schools and they're trying to cover up their policies. But sooner or later... Uh, it changes. People people backlash, and that's what we saw here in Virginia. And hopefully, we get it at the national level with a, a favorable ruling. That'd be very very good. It is uh, Blake Boudreau. He's from University of
0: Virginia campusreform.org. Where can they follow you? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? What do you what do you like to use? Blake W Boudreau at Instagram and on Twitter. Blake W Boudreau. Okay, and Boudreau Boudreau's B O U D R E A U X, right? That's right. Nice. Pennsylvania College nags students over Halloween costumes. Is this this whole, my culture
1: isn't your costume thing? That's right. It's that time of year. So, of course, uh, we've got to talk about the Halloween costumes. People are getting offended. And this time, it's the University of Pittsburgh putting out a guide. But it's really, uh, I think, indicative to me that on a night where there's so much opportunity for violence, opportunity for degeneracy, that the highest priority for the left is to police people playing cowboys and Indians and dressing up in fun costumes.
0: And, and the thing is, it's, it's flattery. It's, you're not imitating somebody and stealing their culture. I can't possibly steal your culture. If I dress up like whatever your ancestral background is. And I think that it's a, it's certainly a, it's, it's a compliment. I would think, you know, it's almost like me saying I'm, I'm predominantly Italian, right? It's like me going into an Italian restaurant saying, is everybody who's cooking here and serving here Italian? If not, <laughs> you're stealing my culture. It doesn't make any sense. No, I want everybody to enjoy that culture. So if you dress up like somebody who's Japanese or you dress up like somebody who is, who is as you said, cowboys or American Indians, um, why is that a bad thing? We're keeping the culture going. What, what happened to the concept of melting pot? Is melting pot a dirty word for, for your generation?
1: Well, I think the... Uh The main issue here is people just want to want an issue to get offended about people want to be angry people are seen as being virtuous for fighting for a cause and uh going out and pointing people out that are doing what is what is perceived to be wrong and here the halloween costumes are offensive and therefore we have to shut them down we have to cancel those costumes we have to have a press release we have to have a guide and this is how we're fighting uh, racism and cultural appropriation, and that makes us virtuous. And they go to bed at night thinking that they're righteous somehow. That's right. Come
0: on, man. Uh, it, it is. It is so nuts to me. When I was growing up, I could be anything I wanted to be, and and, and nobody ever said boo to it because it wasn't. It wasn't a bad thing. Uh, nobody's walking around saying, you know, this culture is less than I am because I'm dressing like them. I'm actually so impressed by the culture I want to look like them. Uh, uh, that, to me, was always good. If people try to impersonate me, and they can't because I have this big, noisy voice, but if they try to impersonate me, I think that's a compliment. I, I don't think I would be offended by it unless they're saying something offensive, which is not what's happening with these costumes. Blake, it's it's nutty out there. I'm glad there's a young guy like you out there keeping it together. Blake W. Boudreaux over on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, also check out what he does at Campus Reform. Thanks a million for coming on, man. Great job. Thanks so much for having me. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. If you're new to the program, we bring on a young reporter from campusreform.org every Thursday, generally speaking in the same time spot. So wherever it was for you, just now because again uh, the show runs at different times in different stations wherever it was for you just now every Thursday you'll get it in the same slot and uh, we love bringing these young reporters on by the way uh, we're pushing hard on social media it's interesting because we saw some quick changes from uh, Elon Musk when he bought Twitter and then we saw that that he didn't bring back the suspended accounts like we thought he might Um, but still it feels freer on Twitter do me a favor like I said earlier if you liked Twitter but you stopped because it was such a a hellhole with all the left and all the all the squelching. Go check it out again. If you still have an account over there, go check it out again. I'm at Joe Talk Show on Twitter at Joe Talk Show on Getter. The same thing at Joe Talk Show on YouTube where we're building that page. It's uh, Joe Pags Radio. Joe Paggs Radio. And, and earlier I said that we had 150 thousand on that uh, January 6th video. It's actually 298 thousand, almost. Three hundred thousand. Sam, uh, thanks for tracking that down. So, uh, go and check out the short videos. A lot of people like those, and uh, they're starting to get some pretty good virality. Let's do some some pop culture. Rip. Yep. Hi, Paula. What's happening, brother? So, did you see what's happening with your boy Shepard Smith? No. What did my boy Shepard Smith do? So he's uh, his show's getting canceled. Well, I'm not, I'm not surprised. People knew him from Fox. Who was he on? CNN? CNBC. CNBC? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Uh, did they say why? Was it bad ratings? Uh, I guess they're, they're they're trying to go a different route, basically. Well, that's, that's the easy thing to say. Yeah. And, and I guess his last show will be later this month in November. Never should have left Fox. That's who he was the face of for a long time. And uh, listen, he'll, he'll land somewhere. He's good at what he does. But that was a dumb move by him. All right. That's Polo. That's Sam. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have an incredible evening. Let's go. This is the Joe Peg Show.